0: Welcome to Get On Purpose, the podcast to get clear on what matters to you, get moving, and get results. Hello, and welcome to Get On Purpose, Season 2, Episode 14. Today we are in conversation with the amazing Abigail Forsyth, Managing Director of KeepCup. Abigail's incredible following a successful career as a solicitor in a boutique law firm in Melbourne. Abigail and her brother, Jamie, set up a chain of cafes across Melbourne. And, you know, in her pursuit of searching for sustainable and environmentally conscious ways to serve food, Abigail came up with the great idea of Cape Cup, a reusable cup that was barista ready, ready to put under those beautiful coffee machines that we've all come to love. And in particular in Melbourne. You know, it sounds like a small idea, but a brave idea to leave a, a, a career like a lawyer, get into a chain of coff- cafes, and then to break out and, and, you know, establish the first reusable cup in a world of disposable consumables. So what does this look like in numbers? It means that 10 years on, KeepCup has 5 million customers who are converts, which diverts approximately 3.5 billion disposable cups from landfill. Billion. They've got offices in London and LA. They're across 65 countries, but staying true to her roots, Abigail and her family live in the trendy Fitzroy of Melbourne where coffee is at the heart of most things. So join me and welcome Abigail. Oh, hello, Abigail. It's been a long time since we last caught up face to face. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. I've
1: been busy year.
0: I'm sure you have the war on waste. Here we go. And what a great pleasure it is to have you on get on purpose. So Abigail, the way we run get on purpose in this season too is we just try to unpack what is underneath, um, you and your organization from a purpose point of view. And we've got this equation that we're putting together that we call a blue frame. And that is the combination of your blueprint and your framework. And I'll just, I'll just kick straight into that. So, you know, at um, the On Purpose Hub, we talk about a blueprint, and what we really mean here is, you know, what is it that you stand by, stand for, and stand with? What's what's your moral code? And this can be either at your organization, Keep Cup, or at you personally, or how you kind of bring it all together. Mm. It's
1: a difficult question to answer because you're busy doing it, and I don't really give it that much thought but i I guess at the top of that moral code would be family um and looking after them kindness and loyalty to that to that group of people um and then just i guess walking your walk like being true being if you say you're going to do something do it if you say you believe in something act accordingly uh i never walk past a piece of rubbish on the street if i see it i pick it up and put it in the bin Mm -hmm. so i guess that that talks to um the values of the business I just asked my husband this morning and he said um it was my values are simply the best by Tina Turner that's what he reckons he's going to put on my headstone
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I guess
1: I guess it's being I mean being um you know applying energy and and positivity to 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 everything I do to to see it through would would resonate with that
0: yeah, fantastic. I think walking your walk is, is so important. There was this great post on Facebook where someone witnessed Lane Beachley lying on the ground in Manly, Australia, with her head in a drain. And they were like, "What what is she doing? And she was leaning in to pick up a plastic bag because, you know, she just doesn't walk by rubbish heading into the ocean. And yeah. uh, it it's a great post. Um yeah, I'm from New Jersey and, and we've got this great saying, talk is cheap, you know, either walk yeah. your walk or we don't talk about it.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, my grandfather, he said lots of people talk about stuff, but not many people actually go out there and do it. So, That's you know, right. don't, worry, yeah. don't worry about the talk, let the talk bubble around you and, and just do your thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's really what we're here to talk about is turning, you know, what our intentions into actions. And so, of course, that on purpose Sub, we like to talk about purpose. Can you, can you share either your personal or your organizations or even both um, your purpose? You know, why, why do you guys exist?
1: So, Keep Cup exists to reduce the number of disposable cups that uh, we use.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, that's it's fantastic. That.
1: And, and I guess to an imagine a world where there is no disposable packaging.
0: So it's a big job. It's a big job and it's a problem that's um, out of control, isn't
1: it? Out of control and and just when I feel like we're making a lot of headway into the disposable cup issue, along comes Deliveroo and Uber Eats and and, and, and Mm. another sort of plethora of disposable packaging um, becomes normal, becomes normalised as part of our behaviour.
0: Yeah, it's 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 challenging. And and if you were to paint a vision of what that purpose looks like, you know, in the future, what what would that what would that be?
1: Uh I think um one of the nice things because we're very singular in our purpose, we're about disposable cup waste. Um we just that that's what we talk about. That's all that's all we try and do. But mm. when you start on that journey and you say, right, I'm not going to use a disposable cup anymore, once you do that and it's easy and it becomes part of your, your habit, then you start looking at other things. So so hopefully it's part of a broader journey. Um, we just did some uh, customer journey mapping and what we found was that even though pe- people love our product because they love the way it looks and they love the way the colours and they love so, you know, and that's deli- a deliberate strategy on our part. We don't think that sustainability alone will get you there. You're going to have to want to use something for Additional reasons, but that most people felt um, not confident to talk about sustainability, and, and I thought about that, and I thought about that even in relation to myself. That I sort of, you know, I never want to be held out as a greenie because I feel like that's just an invitation to be shot down in flames, mm-hmm. um, and and really, I, I would like uh, our purpose is to be really inclusive about what we do so everyone has a everyone has a stake in the outcome so everyone's got to have a seat at the table to talk about it Um, and I think in the past often sustainability degenerates into who's doing what better instead of well what are you what are you doing and what can you what can I contribute rather than who's doing the best job so yeah Uh, I guess that that's the way we I guess that informs the what our purpose and the way we conceive of the the best approach to the future.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, it, it's interesting because it's it's so easy to poke holes and it's so mm-hmm. hard to actually drive change. And I, I, I hear you loud and clear on that. And there's a lot of people who'd like to poke holes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we think leadership is is foundational to achieving any great outcome. And you know, we always like to understand what what is it that brings your blueprint, you know, that walking your walk and your values to life every day? What are some of the things that you can share with us that you uh, have in your day to day, either your personal life or business that that bring those values to life? How do you go about doing it?
1: Uh, I think it's important to surround yourself with people who uh, either represent your values or challenge them in some way so that so that you kept honest and kept on track because uh, it's very easy in your daily life to sort of motor along down a path and then think, hey, how did I get here? This is not, you know, my... Uh, this there were consequences to this behaviour that I didn't foresee at the time. So having people in your life that can um, help you keep on track with those consequences, I think, is important. Um, when War on Waste aired in May, uh, the you know the volume spiked. So every system we had in the business broke overnight. So um, we. we used to have with little cafes they would order and we'd say once you've paid your order will ship within two or three days but there were so many orders we couldn't ship so people were calling up saying oh, i know why you call keep cup because you keep your cups and our money <laughs>
0: no.
1: so so in order to so and then one of the um people like girls that i work with said to me abby you've got to get into that warehouse you've got you've got to so and not that was not only about demonstrating the importance to the business of getting the stock out the door it was going in to look at the systems to energize the team that were in there to um and to create change so i think um walking your walk is about um showing leadership in your actions as much as in what you
0: say oh fantastic yep we we love the floor walk. I think there's nothing more powerful than a leader who's, who's willing to do any job in the organization and to get on the floor with their team and make things happen. Uh, just hey, for our silly. listeners. Uh, oh, sorry, Abigail. I just, I just wanted to clarify for our listeners, War on Waste, um, was a three part series from a television show here in Australia on uh, ABC. And it was very powerful because it uh, really visually showed the volume of waste and it had a huge impact here in Australia in a great way.
1: And um, I think that, that one of the great things about that show was the way it, the way it asked people to be part of the journey. So it didn't, it didn't patronize anybody. It didn't tell anyone what they should be doing. It just presented questions that we all yeah. answered ourselves sitting in our land rooms at home going, gosh, this is not right. We we need to do something about this. So that was really, it's that was powerful.
0: It was very powerful. And I think I think when we live in the world of judgment, nothing changes. And mm-hmm. there's no need to judge anyone. It's like here's the pile of disposable cups that are never, ever going to break down or be recycled. Guys, what are we going to do? Rather than – The judgment that you could say, "Why don't you have a keep cup?" You know, you could spend a lot of time living life in judgment, or you could just walk the walk.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, that's what we say. The the most powerful sort of marketing tool we have in our business is someone standing in a cafe getting a keep cup refilled, and and making and normalizing that behavior. There's nothing more powerful than that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm here in uh, Adelaide in South Australia again, and uh, I've I brought my keep cup with me and uh, the guys at the the barista remembered me just because of that. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> True story. So cool as well. <laughs> That's right. And it's a job, you know, I got to remember to pack it and wash it, but it's a job I'm proud of. And yeah, it's fantastic. So, you know, we often talk about what I like to call operations, which is, you know, formally defined um as our power to act. And it's, you know, all the things that we do um, in our organizations that bring our purpose to life. So obviously, one of the great things about your business is its singular focus. You know, it's almost like a gift to be to have a company that is so singular focus. And what do you what do you do in your organization at a policy or procedure level to kind of bring your purpose to life uh, in, in terms of how you operate your business?
1: I mean, it's it's at every level. So the 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 business was conceived to be about sustainability uh we we learned early on that we our motto is feel good do good that you need the feel good aspect to sort of to draw people in but underneath that do good runs through it runs through every decision we make so from you know do we need to manufacture another product how we manufacture what materials we use does it stack how will it ship where is it going to be made i mean i'm a big believer in local manufacture uh for for any market uh And then how, how we market, how we talk to our customer, how we sell. Like we're not interested in selling someone a whole lot of cups that we don't think they'll be able to sell through. So we want, we want it to be a win. There's no point in it. We haven't achieved our purpose if we sell you 5,000 cups and you can't resell, you can't resell them and get them used. So our job's done not when we sell the product, but when we see it in use. So, um, there's a lot of work we do about trying to, get the reuse conversation going, help cafes to um, implement it into their workflow, all that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. It's, I, I think it's, uh, it's easy to sell. It's actually hard to uh, bring your product to life in the market in the way you intended it to be used.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Yeah, and uh, I don't know how many companies invest in that, but um, that is a noble and uh, beautiful pursuit Fantastic. And Abigail, on Purpose Hub, we believe that technology is, you know, a, a big force powering our world and uh, it's important to use technology to power your purpose. H- how do you guys go about doing that?
1: Uh, we've got offices in the UK and um, Los Angeles. So one of the issues we, we have is embedding that culture and we've got a very uh, consultative culture. So we don't, we like people to, talk across, you know, across channel and across hub and uh, through email, that was really challenging and people are reluctant to pick up the phone these days. I'm not sure why, but um, we implemented Slack a couple of years ago and that's been really great to sort of, so people can see a very casual conversation um, going on uh, remotely and it can go on you know across the world or within a hub and someone else can read it so I think that's been really great for people understanding tone of voice so particularly in the US team um they used to think I was cross with them all the time because of the direct and (laughs) brief way Uh, I talk as um Sandy says in the US you you guys like a lot of verbiage (laughs) so um so understanding that different ways we communicate has been made easier with that tool um And then now we're looking, I mean, Slack's just got um, screen share. So looking at how we can communicate and bring some of the remote teams into meetings that we're having is something we're working on now because traditionally that's always been pretty clunky.
0: Great. Yeah, collaboration tools are are amazing. They, you know, sometimes you feel like you've got enough, you know, IT in your life, but sometimes there's stuff that cuts through and and brings the head and heart together, in a in a way that you – might not expect, and I'm a big fan of Slack as well, because uh, you, you've got to you've got to be able to run globally and connect at a level that's human. And if a, there's a great app that does that, then then great, fantastic. So, yeah, you know, Abigail, it's really important when uh, you have a podcast that your your guests give our guests tips, because tips and tricks make all the difference in life. Sometimes you can get one tip that changes everything. What, what would you say are your top tips for our listeners?
1: My top tip is, is the, is the age-old um, selling adage that people buy from people and I think that increasingly with our technological world, people underestimate that, that, that when you're, when you're selling a business or marketing a business, selling yourself is a part of it. You need to come across as some, someone that, you know, is reliable and trustworthy and, and is going to do what they say they do. So uh, building relationships is, um, yeah, very important. Uh, and I think that in, within that being curious and listening. So, um, Some of the the best business tips I've ever got are from people who said, I don't understand why you do this, that, or that seems like a silly idea because it's in in those questions that they ask and that perspective that you can either abandon the idea but more often sort of it galvanises what's important to you about it so you can move through the issues.
0: So, Abigail, at the end of each podcast, we do this thing called uh, get on purpose action, or I like to call it a uh, agapa. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? You're like the first person that's laughed. <laughs> Yeah, a Goppa. <laughs> yeah, and a Goppa is important because it is our call to action at the end of a podcast where our listeners have to do something. They have to take the intention that they grabbed out of this podcast and uh, turn it into action. And what better Goppa than, of course, the one that you just left us with, that people buy from people. And um, so today's Goppa is about sitting back and looking at your personal brand. What are you doing? to make sure you're selling yourself and pitching yourself the right way, that people are buying from the real you. And what are you doing to become curious and a better listener? Because curious people that listen are more human and people connect with them. Abigail, thank you so much for joining us at this very early hour. We're working remotely um, to record together. So thank you again. Have a fantastic weekend. We really appreciate you joining us.
1: Pleasure, Karen. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: Pleasure. And remember, everybody, what you do matters. Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to subscribe, we're on iTunes as Get On Purpose. And if you want to leave a comment or review on iTunes, we love it. Always keen to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, I'm on Twitter at Karen T. James. And I've got loads more info over on the website, KarenTJames.com. You can also, you know, find us on social, in Facebook and Instagram, On Purpose Hub.